Genesis 11, uh, the first nine verses. Hear the word of God. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. As people migrated eastward, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down, and there confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore his name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there, the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. The grass withers and the flower fades. The scripture says the word of the Lord endures God forever. In, in the first, uh, first few lines of Bob Dylan's first recorded single, uh, he says, uh, I've got mixed up confusion. And man, it's killing me. Uh, there's too many people, and they're all too hard to leave. Now, I don't think that Dylan was reflecting on Genesis 11 as he, as he wrote that text. Um, but, but he's expressing uh, the, the feeling of confusion that we have as we go around in things, and it's not just in, in us. And we're seeing all the other people around us who are trying to be satisfied but are, but are not. Um, this text clearly is speaking about confusion. That's what you see in the, the, you know, clearly in the last verse. Um, it's called Babel because the Lord confused the language uh, of all the peoples of the earth. Um, but it speaks, it speaks of that confusion of language coming out of a, a deeper, um, even a deeper religious confusion in humanity. Uh, mixed up confusion. As, as we get through this, I want you to just ask yourself, how are we confused? If we're confused, or if other people are confused, or if you're confused, how, how are we confused, and, and why are we confused? Um, and, and what is it maybe that brings any, any clarity? Um, if, you've, if you've ever been to a foreign country, you've probably been a bit confused as you walk around and look at the signs or directions that tell you where to go, and they're in a different language, maybe some places with different characters or letters that spell words that are in the English dictionary because you're in a country that speaks, a, speaks another language. I can be very confusing, even just one time that we were up in Canada and crossing the border, the you know, road signs, I'm like, wait, which way do I go? I don't uh, understand this. And, um, you know, definitely heard stories of people just in conversation with people uh, through a different language. Um, you know, all of a sudden you're saying something that the other person's interpreting and something's being missed and uh, unintentional sexual innuendo is being communicated and, and all kind of things, right? I mean, even here, right, I was in a restaurant earlier this week and the people on the other side of the booth from me were all, all speaking in a, in a different language and they were having a good time and like laughing and all that stuff and I had no idea what they were talking about. Like I just, like, I, I, 
I had no idea. Apparently it was funny. Maybe they were talking about something on the back of my head. You know, I, I, I don't know. Um, but, uh, but you know, maybe some of y'all talked about having a, uh, having a TA that doesn't speak English very well. And they're trying to learn in that class a little bit, a little bit confusing. Um, well, God brought about that confusion of language, right? But, but he brought about that confusion of language because we were already confused. Um, we were confused more deeply than just about particular words and a, and a particular uh, language, uh, but confused even in, the, even in the purpose for which we, we speak, the ways, the, the reasons that we use those words. You see that in the verses here. You see it in the, in the quote uh, of the people here, what they say. Come, let us build uh, these things. Let us make a name for ourselves. These, uh, the character of it. Um, and here's the, here's the crux of the confusion. Before the languages are confused, here the, here's the crux of the confusion that we're trying to make our own way. We're trying to, to make our, our way up, our own way uh, up. Um, you see in verse 4, as they say this, uh, let us make a name for ourselves, a reputation. Uh, let's exalt ourselves when others are looking and see how great we are. Um, I think we share that confusion. Um, but, but first I want us to kind of take a closer look just in the text here. See some of the things that are they're told in the, um, in the story, this narrative of the Tower of Babel. As, this, as the people begin to move after the flood, uh, these several generations move into the uh, plain of Shinar. Um, and they, they learn some new skills. Right? They're, able to, uh, they're able to make bricks. It's kind of cool. Take some of the dirt, a little bit of clay, you know, and you heat it up hot enough, put it in the right you know, form and mold, and you got this. Solid rock brick thing comes out. You can make all kinds of things with it, right? It's pretty impressive. Um, and you can tell the authors, uh, speaking to the Israelites who are used to just gathering up the, the stones around them and using mortar to fill in those stones together to make walls. And he's saying you know, what they were doing was firing the, the clay to make a brick and using the bitumen or however you say that, uh, uh, to, to join all those things together. So they're developing this new skill and they say, what should we do with these new bricks that we've, uh, we've got going on here? Um, and, uh, and what they do is they say, let's build a, let's build a city. Uh, let's, build a, uh, let's build a tower. It's going to have its, its tops in the heavens. And you can picture if you want, you know, it's kind of about uh, the ziggurat, that little, like pyramid-type uh, steep uh, slope uh, going up. That's not like, let's build a city, a place that we can be, and a significant, significant thing that we, can, that we can go to, that we can look, that will show something. In particular, their purpose in it is this desire for... A greater name, right? For a, for a greater reputation. Um, let's make a name for ourselves. And you see what it also says there at the end of verse uh, 4. Let's make a name for ourselves lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And that's what they're trying to avoid. Like, hey, we can accomplish a lot together. Let's, let's pool all our resources and, and see what we can do together. Do something amazing, right? There's good things in that. Maybe you're wondering, okay, well, why is that confused? What's, what's, what's the matter with what they're, what they're doing? Because it's fun. It's even good to desire a, a better name, a better reputation, a deeper significance, a deeper meaning and fulfillment. That's what they're looking for, a fulfilled uh, purpose. And uh, Scripture absolutely thinks that developing new skills and technology, that, that's a good thing. 
All right, get back to Genesis 1, 28, the, the, uh, the exercising dominion over the world. So doing and exercising dominion, taking what, what God's made in this world and developing it uh, in ways that we can use uh, for his glory. He's made the world incredible. It's not just like raw materials of play. You can make bricks out of it. Uh, like I say, it's not just trees. You can make like a violin out of it or the, the guitar or djembe or... Like, I don't know, a speaker thing, or a projector. There was a projector. Like, as God created the world, it's good for us to develop these things, right? They're, they're developing these new skills. That's great. The projects that they put to, it's, it's fine, right? A, a city, a tower. This is good. Um, <clears throat> scripture talks about cities in some, in some very good ways. Um, the, uh, even, like, a skyscraper. Man, I, like, I've been up on top of the Empire State Building and, and looked down, and the people look like little ants, you know? It's amazing. It's impressive uh, to be able to be able to see these things. Um, confusion is not just in those things. It's not just in the desire for uh, for greater significance or the, the skills that are developed or even the projects that they're on. It's in their purpose. They're dealing with it. Where's their trust as they're as they're suddenly about to make this tower? And it's to themselves. Um, we're we're going to make ourselves great. By our power. Um, where, where's God in that? Um, it's not. Uh, their, their faith is in themselves. It's what we can accomplish uh, for ourselves. Um, uh, I think that's what we're constantly looking for. And then not only is it their, their hopes in themselves, they're deciding to, to, uh, to, to not, they're refusing what God's called them to. He said it again, after the flood, um, be fruitful and multiply and, and what? And fill the earth. And you stay all in one place, you can't like, fill the earth. Right? So that back at that, Adam and Eve, the original purpose uh, in humanity, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. And they say, listen, let's, let's uh, pull our resources, stay together, build this new thing, make a name for ourselves, uh, otherwise we might end up being spread abroad and not being able to do as much. It could be dangerous for us. Right? They're denying what God's called them to, to, to instead make a, uh, give, give significance themselves from their, from their combined power and effort. And this is just a few generations after the flood. They're setting themselves up against God, putting themselves in the place of God, and denying Him like just a few generations after God's wiped out uh, humanity. Uh, it's our greatness by our power avoiding God's command. I think we can relate to that. Uh, pretty quick. I know I was, you know, I've come by some of your places and seen that you're building towers in the back of your, you know, yards and stuff, and you're like, from the rooftop of your apartment, how much higher can you? But I think we have our agenda for for our greatness, for our name. I mean, I'm, you, you don't have that kind of thing. You're, you don't really care what other people think of you. I like what your reputation is on the campus or what other people in RUF think of you and maybe how they relate to you or, um, or what your reputation is in your class or what your professor, um, you know, what kind of recommendation they might write for you for, uh, for a job later or for grad school. Like, you know, can't care about those things, right? Um, we've got a deep concern for our name, reputation. That, that desire is okay. But, but it, what the problem is when we, when we go... I've got to get this for myself. Or, or let's help one another get to this place of, of status and achievement and respect and significance. Um, 
I mean, like, this room, you know, we could have a lot more people in here. We need, we need RUF to be more significant. We need to be in Miller Hall downstairs and, like, have everyone there. That would be great. Okay, but if, but if our desire is we've got to do this to make RUF more significant, then uh, let's just say we're confused, right? Um, if, if we're concerned for, for our reputation, our name, our, our significance. Um, Society has developed a lot since... Yeah, since, since this, this day, um, I still live in a brick house, mostly brick and you know, other pieces of wood and stuff, but like I can drive my car to that house, right? There's, there's indoor plumbing in the house, electricity and, and internet and, and phones and uh, all, all these kind of things, right? Uh, but there's good developments that I think we should be thankful for, but how do we use it? When we have a skill and we have an opportunity through it, what's our, what's our focus on it? Um, it's how, is it an, do we look at it as an opportunity for power, opportunity to move up? Um, when someone else has the cool phone and, and you don't have it, right? When you get the opportunity to get that cool phone that other people don't have, it's like, just moved up reputation a little bit. Uh, I think new phones are awesome. I don't know. I love, love the technology. Or, or maybe it's the other thing. Maybe it's, um, uh, you know, so sometimes it's social climbing, trying to make our way up. Uh, sometimes it's the corporate ladder of success, trying to move our way up, or just, just academic success. And there's ways you should be working hard at things. You should be caring about other people. You should be uh, working. But, but how do you use the things that you're good at? If you're smart, if you're intelligent, or in a particular area, certain you know, class and majors you're getting in, you're, you're really uh, good and smart in that and grades in it. Are you looking for like other people to know that for your reputation to go up among the people that you're in? That your peers would look up to you. Uh, if you're athletic, are you looking to show off your prowess so you can make a name for yourself as a, as a winner, as a champion, um, the things that we're, we're looking for? Um, Man, sometimes just the, the clothes you wear, the, the style that you pick for yourself. Uh, from the clothes you wear, the things you say, or how you say it, or the movies you watch, or the things that you post on Facebook, right? Um, all, it's all your style, it's all your reputation, it's all expressing the way that other people see you, and you want it to be in a certain light, and you're, a lot of times we're using that to, to move ourselves uh, up. Um, right, well, one of the things about confusion um, is that we don't always see it. If you're confused, you don't necessarily know that you're confused. Right? Um, and, and God brings clarity to our confusion. All right, so the first point was, was making our way up. That's what we see in the Babylonians, and, or the, the, the Babylonians, all, all the people then, uh, and that we can relate to. Uh, the, the second point is that the, the Lord comes down. Right? In verse 5, the whole narrative takes a, takes a turn. Because God enters into the scene. Right? And the Lord came down, it says, to see the city and the tower which the children of men had built. And the Lord said in verse 7, Come, let us go down, uh, down there, and confuse their language. A lot of times, if you're confused, it takes someone else to, to point out your confusion. Um, sometimes our whole family gets in the car, and we back out of the driveway, and then Karen asks me, where are we going? 
I'm just back to the right because that's the way I normally go over towards you know, Tennessee Street. And he's like, aren't, aren't we actually going out to Capitol Circle? You need to go the other way. And like, I would have just kept going and then realized a little bit later when I was turning, like, this is not where I'm heading, right? Like someone else saying, hey, you're actually confused right now. Ken usually does it nicely, so that's great. Um, maybe sometimes you, uh, you, you, know, you take a test and sometimes you feel like you did really well on the test. And you just come out there like, Man, I nailed that thing. Um, and then, like, I've had times before where I like it was a multiple choice thing, and I didn't say as well as I thought, you know, that, as I should have. I took that test. I was like, man, that went well. Actually, I knew all the answers on that. Like, I think I got pretty high A. Uh, you came back in, in like seventy something. Um, yeah, I was a bit confused. I mean, we think it was right. <laughs> Tell someone who actually knows something points it, points it out to us. Uh, in this passage, uh, there's a lot of a uh, lot of satire. Right? There's kind of like a wordplay, reversals. Um, this to, to bring a clarity out of the confusion. It's when the Lord comes down that He brings clarity, even even showing our confusion. Uh, that, that while we're and what you see in the passage, while we're arrogantly trying to exalt ourselves. God, on the other hand, uh, is graciously, graciously condescending, graciously coming down uh, to us, uh, to speak to us, to relate to us even our sin, and make, uh, make clear uh, these things. <coughs> uh, just kind of give us some of the details of that side of the text. Um, talking about Babel, the same words often used for, for Babylon as well. Uh, right, so, so recognize that the Babel here and, and Babylon later, there's a, a connection to, um, and for both of them, they were like the city. Like if you're thinking the big city, it's, it's Babel, it's, it's Babylon. Um, on a place to have it, later on this is one of the major world empires, uh, right? They, they take uh, the people, uh, people of God into captivity, the southern, uh, southern uh, kingdom, uh, and they've most of the, the ancient Near East at that time, they were, they were ruling over. In the New Testament, um, the, the name Babylon is still given to, to talk about Rome. Um, and the, the Roman Empire covered an even greater area of the world. It's still talked about figuratively as uh, Babylon. And in Revelation, the name Babylon is even used to talk about all world powers. All worldly powers and their greatness refer to uh, the term of Babylon. And what this text is doing is mocking their achievement. The great world empires are confused. Uh, it's mocking. It's bringing, bringing out, uh, mocking our achievement, bringing out uh, our confusion. Uh, here, here's some of the things that they, they talked about. Uh, it, it, we're going to build ourselves a city and a tower with its tops in the heavens. Uh, and some of those things are, are, are huge that they would build. And what they would do is steep stairs upward and then a, kind of a shrine on top that would be uh, painted blue to kind of blend in with the sky uh, above it. It's like as if we have uh, the stairway to heaven, the, the pathway up to the guy. It's not just like the top that is really high. Look how high it is. The idea is we can build a path for ourselves to the place of the existence of the gods. We can walk and manage our own way up there. I said, we're going to build our tops in the heavens in the place where the gods are. And so in verse 5, what does God have to do to be able to see this thing? He knows what's going on, right? But God comes down from the place where he is to say, oh, what's, 
there's this little thing going on down here. Right? We think what we're doing is so great. It's being mocked. God comes down uh, from, his, from the heavens to, to, to see it. Um, and the Babylonians, they talked about their city, uh, and some of the other literature you find is that they describe their city as being built by the gods. As was no human city, the city was, was built by the gods. Uh, and, and you pick up here, the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. I, I, I like little kids, but the expression of it, and maybe that particular expression uh, chosen. Um, uh, they, uh, they wanted a name. That's why they're doing this. Let's, let's build a name and a reputation uh, for, our, for ourselves. Uh, and, and the name of Babylon in the, uh, in the Akkadian, uh, it means the gate of the gods. That's the gateway of the gods. Here's the place where you can come and find your way up to where the gods are. Right? It's exalted by name. That they're, that they're looking for. They wanted this name. They're trying to build it for themselves. This gateway to God. Well, they're given a name. They wanted a name. God, God gives them a name. Different name than they, than they wanted. Uh, therefore, its name was called, verse 9, Babel. It's confused. Um, because there the Lord confused the language of the earth. Uh, the similar letters in the Hebrew for the Akkadian name for Babel is, is confused. That's the idea of the whole thing. It's mocking it. Uh, right? Even, even why are they doing this? Let's, let's teach them what they're afraid of, uh, that they're building this temple for, pooling their resources, is lest we be dispersed throughout the earth. Uh, and twice you have repeated in verse 8 and verse 9 what happens. Uh, from there, the Lord dispersed them over the, whole, over the face of the whole earth. Uh, so on, the, on the one hand, what humanity can accomplish is, is impressive. Um, like God says that they're, they're one people. They all have one language. This is only the beginning of what they can do, and nothing that they now propose to do will be impossible for them. Nothing's going to be impossible for them. But God, God already was aware that, yes, like flight, human flight in the air, airplanes, internet uh, technology, you can talk to someone else on the other side of the world with hardly any uh, lag time. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be able to uh, do that. Electricity, Facebook, space travel. Right? Like, yeah, and that's with the diversion of, of like we can't get the greatest scientists in America have a hard time talking to the greatest scientists in other countries. And there's a different language. There's like barriers on these things. Um, and with that, there, that nothing will, will be uh, impossible. The, the problem is that humanity is united in its purpose against God's command. Wanting Wanting his place, we're going to make our way up to, to heaven, and we're going to seat ourselves on the, on the throne there. Um, so, so on the other hand, the text is bringing out that what humanity aims to achieve, um, a name and significance and fulfillment, it's not even close. Right, like all those things that were, that were grasping out, like, oh, I'm going to be more important this way. People are going to like me uh, that way. We, we put ourselves uh, into it and are, are, are clinging for some greater you know, reputation from it, and it, it slips away. We can't hold on to it. Uh, we're not even close. We just a really tall tower that from outer space you can't see that it exists. Right? Um, uh, in short, we're confused. We're confused. We're trying to make our own way. And God comes down and shows us that we're confused. He gets in our way 
um, so that we still accomplish uh, His purpose. Uh, we see it in the Lord coming down. Uh, and the Lord coming down has more significance than just like seeing the Tower of, ba- of, Babel, of Babel. It speaks of God continuing to relate to us in our sin. God coming down, continuing to relate to us even in our opposition out to Him. Uh, and in Scripture, ultimately, God comes down in the life of Jesus. He comes down uh, to earth uh, as a man. Ultimately, the Lord comes down in the life of Jesus, God in the flesh, that we would be able to know Him. In our sinfulness, uh, in our rebellion, um, in our confusion and trying to grab out after significance in some way to, to achieve these things, God comes down and relates to us and gets hold of us for us to know Him. Uh, for us to see him. And Jesus, instead of taking power for himself, he humbled himself. Like Philippians 2 talks about it. He humbled himself before God, uh, even to death on a cross. Um, he could have done differently, he had the power to. Uh, he humbled himself even to death on a cross. Uh, so as we see God coming down here, uh, and there's, there's a judgment in part in this confusion of languages, uh, but we, that, that judgment seen more fully in, in Christ's death. And that is, there's the penalty of, of what we would deserve, but there's also the hope of the Christ who, who comes down is able to be held down, or kept down in death, uh, but is raised up, and also raises uh, us up. And I can do the third point then. From, from we're trying to make our own way uh, up to God or for ourselves. Uh, but we see in the text the Lord coming down to us uh, and bringing clarity and in Christ raising us up. Um, we're told in Scripture to do the opposite of making a name for ourselves. Uh, to trust in the Lord and, and not in ourselves. James 4 says this, uh, verse 10, Humble yourselves before the Lord. And it goes on. Humble yourselves before the Lord and, and He will exalt you. We don't aim at going up. We aim at submitting to God and trust Him to, to lift us up. Um, James 4, 6 says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. In Proverbs. Um, so we see in the text. Uh, humanity is becoming crowd, lifting, lifting ourselves up, high, exalting our, ourselves. God opposes. Uh, but gives grace uh, to the humble. That's what we see in Genesis. That's uh, what we see in the whole of, of Scripture. Uh, even as God opposes the proud, the tower of Babel, the text is setting up a lot of things, of how God gives grace to Abraham. The Lord comes down to Abraham. He, he relates to him. He speaks to them. He makes promises to them. Him. And uh, in Genesis 12, uh, just a, a chapter over, in verse 2, uh, he says this to Abraham, I will bless you, and I will make your name great. How's it going to happen? It's not by them doing it for us. It's not us doing it for ourselves. God says, I will bless you, and I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. Uh, he even says, in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Uh, a few chapters after that, in Genesis 17, uh, it, God changes Abram's name from Abram which means exalted father, uh, to Abraham, father of a multitude. Uh, this promise that he is who he's making, uh, uh, making Abraham uh, into, what God's doing uh, through him, he's even changing his name, showing the significance of it. 
Um, Galatians 3 goes forward to uh, refer that to the, the gospel of Christ going out. That in you all the families uh, of the earth will be blessed. Uh, it's saying it, it's, it's Christ's call from the gospel for us to go and make disciples of all nations. And if you're like looking at the text and you see the first part of chapter 10, like what this is doing is it's giving us genealogy and describing these people. It's called the table of nations. And it's saying God's saying the boundaries of how all these descendants are going to people and the nations and the places that they are go to. Um, right, and that's coming out of the uh, out of the confusion of, of the languages. But then, as he as he shows his grace out to Abraham, makes him a blessing for that blessing to go to all those nations, and it comes and it happens through Christ and the gospel. Um, so that, that we're who from various different uh, nations and all, I would assume, uh, ha- have looked back to this blessing. Uh, look back not to, not to some way that we or our ancestors making our name, to God making a promise to make uh, his name great uh, in Christ. But Philippians 2, as it's speaking of Christ's humility, it says this. Speaking of his humility, it says, Therefore, because of his humility, God has highly exalted him. Christ, after going through death, he's highly exalted him, bestowed on him the name. The name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus didn't just uh, make all that by his power. He humbled himself and God uh, exalted him to the name above every name. And, and that great name... This is, this is hope to God. That, that great name, that great reputation, that glory and significance, Jesus shares with those who trust in him. He says, I make you significant because you belong to me and you are becoming part of my purpose. You're becoming part of the city and the kingdom that I am building. You're living stones built together in this, uh, building up a place for God's presence, for the worship of his people uh, with him. Uh, Revelation 3, verse 12, uh, and if you after says this, uh, Jesus says, uh, To the one who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Never shall he go out of it. And I will write on him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem which comes down from my God out of heaven, and my own new name. That through trusting in Christ, we get uh, the significance greater than we could ever achieve for ourselves or know how to, to hope in. Jesus gives it to us. He exalts uh, us with him uh, through our submitting and trusting to him. Uh, the gospel calls us to, to entrust our name, entrust our reputation, entrust our significance and meaning in, in Christ, uh, to hope in him and to follow him. And there's a diligence in working, but it's a humble obedience, not making our own way. Often in weakness and, a, and lack of ability that his strength is shown. Um, and he rewards us in sharing his glory. But what we long for, we can't achieve by ourselves. But he gives freely through Christ. Uh, but, but, but so often, we're confused. So we what we do, like every time there's some new skill or development, um, the question is, well, well, how do we use it? I like, I'm thrilled to have transportation that you know I can leave just 
a little bit before RUF and drive and actually get here, even if there's you know a uh, traffic to to go to the Duke, I can I can get down here. That's that's awesome. Well, how how are we trying to use uh, this stuff? Is it okay? Do I have a better car than my neighbor? Can I get there? Can I drive faster than all the other people that are there and trying to cut through traffic? Uh, shamefully on me. That's that's trying to to make my uh, uh, lift my lift myself up. Get there. Get, get there earlier. Um, are we looking at saying, here's these wonders of transportation, and, and the gospel calls us to go out to all the nations, and, and look how we can look how we can go. Look at the opportunities that's opened up for us to humbly give up ourselves and serve others and serve God in the purposes that he's called us to. Um, or if you're like a sociology person, you, you notice that people talk about once the automobile came, like communities changed. Um, if you're not walking around everywhere, you don't see people as much. Uh, you can just ignore people, or I can drive by people, and I don't even know which, who, who is in that car, right? Or, or, or recognize us. We can we can use it to, to move away from people. So, like email, phones, Facebook, whatever. Incredible, right? You can you can like have conversations with people on the other side of the world, um, or you can ignore your roommate and your classmates. And the people who are there posting on random statuses or blogs that you know nothing about or, or, or just hold on to the relationships from the past and never be putting yourself present in the, in the place that you are. Um, I think there's aspects of it that are hard because you're, you're all scattered before you come to FSU. Um, and, and then you're here and you want to make a name for yourself. Uh, you want to have a good reputation here. You want to be liked. You want to succeed. You want to do well here. Um, so that's... It's okay. It's how we. It's how we do it. And then it's hard because you. you then y'all leave. Then y'all leave, and it, it hurts, and I miss you. Um, uh, and, and it hurts because you, because you're, you're, you're scattering. You're going to another place. Um, and then often you can't carry the, the things that you had while you're at FSU with you. Uh, the reputation that you enjoyed. Um, uh, is that what you were about, or is it that you're? Saying, God, my life is yours. The ability that, that you give me are for me serving your kingdom. The opportunities that you give me in technology, I want to say, how can I, how can I use this in a way that's, that's not trying to make more for myself, but trying to, to, to love you, show your glory, and give to others. Um, all, all kinds of different things. There's, there's a new skill. We come up with a new project. Is it, is it to make our, our name great? But to magnify the name of the Lord and get to share with Him and His glory, um, even through our being humbled, trashed, taken through the dust, um, until He raises us up uh, with Him. Uh, ultimately, uh, God brings us, and Jesus promises to bring us into a city greater uh, than Babel, greater than Babylon, uh, to the New Jerusalem. And you go to Revelation 21. How do, how do we get to that new Jerusalem? We're finally given the way of, we finally get everything together as Christians and believers and we, we make coming down from heaven from God. It's not that we go up. It's that God brings it down to us. That he uh, comes down with his promises. New Jerusalem, uh, the new city, comes down from heaven. And then God is fully with us that we made our way up to his place. He came to us to be with us and for us to be with him, for us to share in him and commune with him. Things we long for, 
and we're trying to work for and find our own name, we can't get there. We're confused. Confused. You're confused. Um, but God, God says, I will make your name great, and I will make you a blessing. He's made Christ's name great, and Christ has promised to share his name with all who, his glory with all who trust in him. Why are we confused? How are we confused? What gives, gives it clarity? Uh, hopefully you can see confused by relying on ourselves. Uh, by our power, looking for opportunities for ourselves. We're confused by not following Jesus and not trusting in him. Uh, but thankfully, the Lord comes down. Uh, and he gives clarity that promises also to raise us up with him. 